Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Song of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Part 6 Hiawatha's Friends Two good friends had Hiawatha, singled out from all the others, bound to him in closest union, and to whom he gave the right hand of his heart in joy and sorrow, Chibiabus the musician, and the very strong man Quasand. Straight between them ran the pathway, never grew the grass upon it. Singing birds that utter falsehoods, storytellers, mischief-makers, found no eager ear to listen could not breed ill-will between them, for they kept each other's counsel, spake with naked hearts together, pondering much and much contriving how the tribes of men might prosper. Most beloved by Hiawatha was the gentle Chibiabos, he the best of all musicians, he the sweetest of all singers. Beautiful and childlike was he, brave as man is, soft as woman pliant as a wand of willow, stately as a deer with antlers. When he sang, the village listened. All the warriors gathered round him. All the women came to hear him. Now he stirred their souls to passion. Now he melted them to pity. From the hollow reeds he fashioned flutes so musical and mellow that the brook, the Siboesha, ceased to murmur in the woodland, that the woodbirds ceased from singing, and the squirrel, Ajidomo ceased his chatter in the oak tree, and the rabbit, the wabaso, sat upright to look and listen. Yes, the brook, the Siboesha, pausing, said, O Chibiabos, teach my waves to flow in music softly as your words in singing. Yes, the bluebird, the Owaisa, envious, said, O Chibiabos, teach me tones as wild and wayward, teach me songs as full of frenzy. Yes, the robin, the opichi, joyous, said, O Chibiabos, teach me tones as sweet and tender, teach me songs as full of gladness. And the whippoorwill, Wawanaisa, sobbing, said, O Chibiabos, teach me tones as melancholy, teach me songs as full of sadness. All the many sounds of nature borrowed sweetness from his singing. All the hearts of men were softened by the pathos of his music. For he sang of peace and freedom, sang of beauty, love, and longing, sang of death and life undying in the islands of the blessed, in the kingdom of Ponema, in the land of the hereafter. Very dear to Hiawatha was the gentle Chibiabos, he the best of all musicians, he the sweetest of all singers. For his gentleness he loved him, and the magic of his singing. Dear too unto Hiawatha was the very strong man Quasand, he the strongest of all mortals, he the mightiest among many. For his very strength he loved him, for his strength allied to goodness. Idle in his youth was Quasand, very listless, dull, and dreamy. Never played with other children, never fished, and never hunted. Not like other children was he. But they saw that much he fasted, much his manito entreated, much besought his guardian spirit. Lazy Quasind, said his mother, in my work you never help me. In the summer you are roaming idly in the fields and forests. In the winter you are cowering o'er the firebrands in the wigwam. 
In the coldest days of winter I must break the ice for fishing. With my nets you never help me. At the door my nets are hanging, dripping, freezing with water. Go and wring them, Yenadizi. Go and dry them in the sunshine. Slowly from the ashes Quasin rose, but made no angry answer. From the lodge went forth in silence, took the nets that hung together, dripping, freezing at the doorway. Like a wisp of straw he wrung them, like a wisp of straw he broke them, could not wring them without breaking, such the strength was in his fingers. Lazy, Quasin, said his father. In the hunt you never help me. Every bow you touch is broken, snapped asunder every arrow. Yet come with me to the forest. You shall bring the hunting homeward. Down a narrow pass they wandered, where a brooklet led them onward, where the trail of deer and bison marked the soft mud on the margin, till they found all further passage shut against them, barred securely by the trunks of trees uprooted, lying lengthwise, lying crosswise and forbidding further passage. We must go back, said the old man, or these logs we cannot clamor. Not a woodchuck could get through them, not a squirrel clamor o'er them. And straightway his pipe he lighted, and sat down to smoke and ponder. But before his pipe was finished, lo, the path was cleared before him. All the trunks had quasined lifted, to the right hand, to the left hand, shot the pine trees swift as arrows, hurled the cedars, light as lances. Lazy quasined, said the young men as they sported in the meadow. Why stand idly looking at us, leaning on the rock behind you? Come and wrestle with the others, let us pitch the quake together. Lazy quasined made no answer, to their challenge made no answer only rose and slowly turning, seized the huge rock in his fingers, tore it from its deep foundation, poised it in the air a moment, pitched it sheer into the river, sheer into the swift Pawating, where it still is seen in summer. Once as down that foaming river, down the rapids of Pawating, Quazin sailed with his companions. In the stream he saw a beaver, saw Amik, the king of beavers, struggling with the rushing currents, rising, sinking in the water. Without speaking, without pausing, Quasin leaped into the river, plunged beneath the bubbling surface, through the whirlpools chased the beaver, followed him among the islands, stayed so long beneath the water that his terrified companions cried, Alas, goodbye to Quasind! We shall never more see Quasind! But he reappeared, triumphant, and upon his shining shoulders brought the beaver, dead and dripping brought the king of all the beavers. And these two, as I have told you, were the friends of Hiawatha, Chibiabus, the musician, and the very strong man Quasand. Long they lived in peace together, spake with naked hearts together, pondering much and much contriving how the tribes of men might prosper. The Song of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Part 7. Hiawatha's Sailing Give me of your bark, O birch tree, of your yellow bark, O birch tree, growing by the rushing river, tall and stately in the valley. I a light canoe will build me, build a swift chimon for sailing, that shall float upon the river like a yellow leaf in autumn, like a yellow water lily. Lay aside your cloak, O birch tree, lay aside your white skin wrapper, for the summer time is coming, and the sun is warm in heaven and you need no white-skin wrapper. 
Thus aloud cried Hiawatha in the solitary forest, by the rushing Taquamenal, when the birds were singing gaily and the moon of leaves were singing, and the sun from sleep awaking, started up and said, Behold me, Gizus, the great sun, behold me. And the tree with all its branches rustled in the breeze of morning, saying with a sigh of patience, Take my cloak, O Hiawatha. With his knife the tree he girdled, just beneath its lowest branches, just above the roots he cut it, till the sap came oozing outward. Down the trunk from top to bottom sheer he cleft the bark asunder. With a wooden wedge he raised it, stripped it from the trunk unbroken. Give me of your boughs, O cedar, of your strong and pliant branches, my canoe to make more steady, make more strong and firm beneath me. Through the summit of the cedar went a sound, a cry of horror, went a murmur of resistance. But it whispered, bending downward, Take my boughs, O Hiawatha. Down he hewed the boughs of cedar, shaped them straightway to a framework, like two bows he formed and shaped them, like two bended bows together. Give me of your roots, O Tamarack, of your fibrous roots, O larch tree my canoe to bind together, so to bind the ends together that the water may not enter, that the river may not wet me. And the larch with all its fibers shivered in the air of morning, touched his forehead with its tassels, said with one long sigh of sorrow, Take them all, O Hiawatha. From the earth he tore the fibers, tore the tough roots of the larch tree, closely sewed the bark together, bound it closely to the framework. Give me of your balm, O fir tree, of your balsam and your resin, so to close the seams together that the water may not enter, that the river may not wet me. And the fir tree, tall and somber, sobbed through all its robes of darkness, rattled like a shore with pebbles, answered wailing, answered weeping, Take my balm, O Hiawatha. And he took the tears of balsam, took the resin of the fir tree, smeared therewith each seam and fissure, made each crevice safe from water. Give me of your quills, O hedgehog, all your quills, O cog the hedgehog. I will make a necklace of them, make a girdle for my beauty, and two stars to deck her bosom. From a hollow tree the hedgehog with his sleepy eyes looked at him, shot his shining quills like arrows, saying with a drowsy murmur through the tangle of his whiskers, Take my quills, O Hiawatha. From the ground the quills he gathered, all the little shining arrows, stained them red and blue and yellow, with the juice of roots and berries. Into his canoe he wrought them, round its waist a shining girdle, round its bows a gleaming necklace, on its breast two stars resplendent. Thus the birch canoe was builded in the valley by the river, in the bosom of the forest and the forest life was in it, all its mystery and its magic, all the lightness of the birch tree, all the toughness of the cedar, all the larch's supple sinews, and it floated on the river like a yellow leaf in autumn, like a yellow water lily. Paddles none had Hiawatha, paddles none he had or needed, for his thoughts as paddles served him, and his wishes served to guide him. Swift or slow at will he glided, veered to right or left at pleasure. Then he called aloud to Quasind, to his friend the strong man Quasind, saying, Help me clear this river of its sunken logs and sandbars. 
straight into the river Quazin plunged as if he were an otter, dived as if he were a beaver, stood up to his waist in water, to his armpits in the river, swam and shouted in the river, tugged at sunken logs and branches. With his hands he scooped the sandbars, with his feet the ooze and tangle. And thus sailed my Hiawatha down the rushing Taquamenal, sailed through all its bends and windings, sailed through all its deeps and shallows, while his friend, the strong man, Quazin, swam the deeps the shallows waded. Up and down the river went they, in and out among its islands, cleared its bed of root and sandbar, dragged the dead trees from its channel, made its passage safe and certain, made a pathway for the people. From its springs among the mountains to the waters of Pawatin, to the bay of Taquamenal. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>